his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Dr. Warren Farrell, author of uh, The Boy Crisis, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on today. I've read through um, some of the things that you sent me here, and I get the uh, I get the idea. But for our audience who has no idea um, who you are or what's going on, um, well, first, what kind of doctor are you? I have a PhD. Okay, and uh, what do you? Um, I guess my question, like, what do you specialize in? My um, th- for the last um, fifty years or so, I have specialized in male female relations. I just I just keep the, to those two things. I, I'm, I'm engaged in the hopeless activity of trying to get men and women to understand each other. Oh, boy. So, uh, <laughs> so you've it's, been to... Uh, it's, you've at been least, to... it's at least full-time employment. <laughs> yeah, right. You've been to Venus and Mars, I, I take it. Exactly, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, great. And, um, and just uh, so your book, The Boy Crisis, what's this all about? It's look. Um, I, I and John Gray. Uh, you said Venus and Mars, and John Gray obviously is the author of the book. Uh, wa- um, Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and he's the co-author of uh, the Boy Crisis. And so um, I started this uh, looking at this when um, uh, one of my past books, um, a book called The Myth of Male Power, was translated into other languages. And I started traveling around the country, the world, and hearing from one in one country after the other that you know our girls are actually doing pretty well, but you know our son might. My son is having a lot of problems, and so I started to look into that, and uh, and found that in the in the sixty largest developed nations, um, our boys were falling behind girls in every single academic subject, and so I started asking myself, what is there about developed nations um, that that is making this happen? And I found that it was happening with two groups of people, um, boys and girls who were children of divorce, who, uh, when they got divorced, had very minimal or no father involvement, and boys and girls who were um, the sons and daughters of mothers who were single moms who never had a father involved or had a father involved, but the father was involved for a few years, and then they, um, she, she was never married to begin with, and that lack of bond created um, you know, a, a disconnect between the father and the, and the mother, and the children were basically left without a father. And so I started looking at that more closely and started asking myself, well, what is it, you know, what exactly is the damage that is done when there isn't a lot of father involvement? And was able to identify and document more than 70 different areas, ways that children suffer from being much more likely to be depressed, to being more likely to commit suicide, to being more likely to drop out of school, to being more likely to um, be um, delinquents, um, to commit crimes, and, uh, and you know, join ISIS. And um, it was really just uh, astonishing, uh, more likely to rape out of anger. Um, every, every nightmare that a parent has uh, was so much more likely to happen when um, a child didn't have a significant amount of father involvement. And so then I began to investigate and ask why that was the case and you know, what was there about what dads do that's different from what moms do that, to, you know, that allow them to be so much more effective as parents uh, when the two of those, uh, when the two parents work together as opposed to one being out of the picture. Okay, and then, uh, to your point, um, I just my question is: um, 
It's the boy crisis, but let's say you have uh, maybe a, a daughter with you know a fatherless family or something like that. Um, are, are they are girls affected the same way? They are affected the same way, some different ways, but not to the degree that our sons are affected. Um, so, for example, even the Department of Housing and Urban Development was very concerned about people being involved with in poor areas and feeling that that was a huge um, detriment to, um, to the poverty and the poor school systems were a huge detriment to the children. So they took 17,000 families and they um, subsidized them to move to better neighborhoods with better schools. The girls did significantly better. The boys did worse. Uh, they they were so depressed about losing their old friends and not they didn't have this, uh, as good emotional skills to develop new friends and um, and so they 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 went downhill the girls went um, uphill um, and this is sort of a metaphor the in, in just pure scientific terms and this is really amazing what I'm going to be saying here now is telomeres which are the parts of your cells that if this if they if this if they don't reproduce well, the telomeres don't reproduce well. You um, genes get genes that are um, the cure for cancer or the cure for heart disease do not get reproduced. So the shorter your telomeres, the, sh- the shorter your life expectancy is by the age of nine. Well, by the age of nine, children who have minimal or no father involvement have 14% shorter telomeres, meaning a 14, predicting a 14% shorter life expectancy, but the, the, there's a male-female difference. The male telomeres, the boys' telomeres at the age of nine are 40% shorter than the girls' telomeres are at the age of nine, giving you some um, uh, you know, amazing insight into how the, the impact of a lack of father involvement is on both girls and boys, but the, but the greater impact that it is on boys. Because, and just common sense-wise, you know, a, a, boy with, a girl without father involvement still has her, uh, her mother as a role model as to how to be a female, uh, whereas um, the boy without father involvement does not have that role model. So both hurt um, significantly. Girls hurt particularly in the area of their relationships with boys. They're far more likely to have sex much more quickly in order because they don't have enough nuanced understanding of how to uh, of how to be able to keep a boy, uh, except to know to be able to be sexual with him. Or conversely, they're so afraid of connection with boys that they can't um, be uh, either uh, involved intimacy-wise um, in, in terms of psychological intimacy, and they also can't be involved um, sexually. And so um, that so it's it, the girls who don't have father involvement tend to to err on both extremes, being very sexual too quickly or not sexual um, or um, intimate uh, soon enough because they're uncomfortable and they don't know enough about boys to know how to create a, a, a good connection. So biologically, um, a full family is uh, is really important, I guess, to uh, you know to boys and girls. I mean, um, I guess the big question I had, you know, reading through this, and you speak about um, uh, 
marriage and and keeping the family together and um, you know and just working things out. Uh, I think one of the things you said here was about um, it, it's not you know people don't get divorced over bills and things like that. They get divorced because they don't talk to each other about these things. Yes, exactly. People do not get divorced over money and sex and things like that. They get divorced over their inability to communicate about money and sex. And so if we really want to change the boy crisis, and one of the things that would be really helpful is to start communication classes in first, second, and third grade. And to also train parents to know how to communicate. And the single biggest Achilles heel of all human beings is our inability to handle personal criticism from our loved ones without becoming defensive, um, especially if that personal criticism is given badly. And almost always anyone thinks that any criticism given by their loved one is given badly. So we need to you know, really focus on being able to um, alter our psychological receptivity to criticism. And that's, uh, I, I teach courses in that all around the country, and it's extremely hard to do. It takes me a good 10, 12 hours of workshop work uh, with couples to teach them how to alter their uh, way of being able to hear, hear criticism. But if you can't hear, if, if, you, if you don't, if you aren't able to communicate about the tough problems between the two of you, then the father thinks that he has the best answer to the problem, the mother thinks she has the best answer, and the two of them think that they're bad parents because the mother, the father feels the mother, let's say, is overprotective, and the mother feels that the father is roughhousing, and she feels like when, she, when he's roughhousing, she just has one more child to monitor, and the father doesn't know that when he roughhouses, he doesn't, he, he doesn't do his homework, he doesn't read books, like whether it's the Boy Crisis or any other book on parenting, he doesn't read those books and find out what is there about roughhousing that leads my children to know when, when it goes too far, when it doesn't, what's the difference between being assertive and being aggressive, and, and what is the... He doesn't explain to mom that when, when I roughhouse with a child, that creates a bond, and that bond I'm able to use as leverage to, in, to enforce boundaries. I'm able to say, uh, we know, no more roughhousing until, um, um, until you finish all your, your homework and you brush your teeth and get everything ready for bed and do your chores. And the child is so de- desirous of getting back and roughhousing again and having, or playing or having daddy read a nice story to him before bedtime that she or he focuses on on the work that they need to do uh, in order to get what they want, the roughhousing. And, and that teaches the child postponed gratification, to do what you need to do before you get what you want. And without postponed gratification, postponed gratification is the single biggest ingredient to becoming successful. Without postponed gratification, the child that goes into school doesn't do his homework well um, uh, because they're distracted by text or distracted by a new video game opportunity. And, and then and then they start feeling ashamed of themselves because they don't do their work uh, well. They're not standing out as well as other students. That shame begins to lead to withdrawal into things like video games or porn, and um, and the child starts to feel more and more depressed and negative about himself and his ability to have real-life relationships. So this is a cycle that, they, I mean, it could start basically with, um, with the parents uh, communicating to each other. Uh, would you say, uh, is it more important to have constructive criticism or is it more important to be able to take criticism it's actually it's a really good question um 
it is, I'd say the, the biggest Achilles heel is our inability to handle personal criticism. Criticism is a very tricky thing. The person giving criticism almost never sees herself or himself as criticizing. They see themselves as making a suggestion to improve the situation or the relationship. The person, any person hearing any suggestion for a change in attitude or a change in behavior perceives herself or himself as being criticized. And so, you know, people will often, uh, people will often say, gee, you're, I feel you're always criticizing me. Um, and the person, the other person says, what do you mean I'm not criticizing you at all? I'm just making a suggestion for improvement. And, but, but, but the, the person who receives those suggestions, you come, you come home from shopping and somebody, and, you get 40 different items, and somebody says to you, uh, your partner says to you, oh, you should have gotten this, um, a quart of milk rather than the, the half gallon. We can't fit the half gallon in the refrigerator so easily. And so the, you know, the person coming home feels like, gee, you know, and now the person making that suggestion feels they're just making a good suggestion for a, a more efficient refrigerator. The other person feels, I've, I've gotten 40 items. The only one that you make any comment about is the one that, that's the wrong one. That doesn't feel like a real great incentive to, to, to do more shopping. Oh, you know and, what? I, I've actually been there. Um, she got a half gallon of milk, and I was like, you know, why don't you just get a gallon? And uh, it went downhill from there, kind of like you're saying, yeah, you know? yeah, And I didn't mean anything by it. It was just like, um, I don't want to have to go out and buy another half gallon of milk later. That, that was it. it, it you know yeah. what I mean? It's not, um, and maybe this is a subject for a new book for you, but, uh, you know, politically, um, I, I see a lot of that. Uh, it, people, when they talk about, um, and we don't even have to talk about this if you don't want to, but the president, uh, when people bring him up, you have one side that would say, like, um, it's almost like they're criticizing, but they think that they're trying to make a way for it to be better. But then you have the other side that hears, like, the criticism, and that's all they hear. So they think that you're just thinking negatively. But somewhere in the middle, you know, is um, is people with good intentions. It's just that we kind of – I feel like both sides are um, are deaf to that. Absolutely, and we certainly see that deafness in this culture today. The probably you know as divided as it's been for um, maybe since the Civil War, um, and you know this has really been uh, the the inability to hear per- people is very natural. It's biologically natural. Falling in love is biologically natural. Sustaining love is biologically unnatural. And and one of the ways that it's unnatural is is that we when we make suggestions for improvement, every um, it's biologically natural to. To interpret those as criticism, and that's because, um, it, you know, historically speaking and biologically speaking, if you had a kinship network or a tribe, and you heard criticism about yourself from another tribe, uh, you, if you wanted to survive, you perceived that that might be an enemy, so you got up your defenses, and you, um, and you, you tried, uh, or you killed the criticizer before the criticizer killed you, and that was a, a method of survival. But today, if you, you know, if you're Partners um, makes a suggestion, and you and you sort of uh, kill your partner before your partner kills you because you feel that that suggestion is a criticism that's going to emotionally kill you. Um, then then that becomes a, a way of not allowing your partner to feel safe for sharing what she or he needs to share uh, in order to make a better relationship. And so um, so because it's biologically unnatural, the training that I do in my workshops is to get people to. Um, to only criticize, only share their major concerns during a short period of time during the week, 
the rest of the week is a conflict-free zone, and then during that short period of time, they uh, focus on hearing what their partner um, needs to say, and, but, but before they do that, they alter their psychological state um, by doing a series of meditations that connect them to their partner's love. And so that allows their partner to, the person receiving the criticism, to hear it much more openly. Um, but that type of unnatural work needs to be done in order to do something that is, um, you know, it's biologically natural to become defensive. It just is not c- constructive. But at any rate, all of those things, the lack of that good communication leads to the divorces and the divorces lead to the lack of father involvement and so a huge amount needs to be done to compensate for that the schools need to be getting more fathers and more more men involved as teachers Uh, we need to be getting um, more vocational education in schools and more recess in schools Um, so there's so much that needs to be done uh, because when children go from a mother only family to a female dominated school system with uh, the uh, a feminization of education that combination doesn't leave the male with any type of support system as to how to channel his testosterone constructively and when boys don't learn to channel their testosterone constructively they tend to channel it destructively so hence every almost every um, member of ISIS um, is a child without significant father involvement and almost all your school shooters and your mass shooters um, they're highly likely to have um, a significant lack of father involvement yeah I see here um, that I mean you list uh, a couple I mean a lot of, uh, of the shootings where people are fatherless um, but one of the questions I had reading through all this and someone actually texts in and they mention um, like uh, same-sex couples um, did you do any research or do you know anything about uh, maybe like uh, two father households or two mother households and how that affects um, the child we're still in the nascent stages of, of research on that a lot of re- a lot of research says um, gay parents do really well uh, a lot of research says gay parents do not do really well and when you look at the research usually it's from a gay advocacy group where the where the, where they find that the, the parents do really well and from some um, anti um, gay marriage group uh, that you find the other data but we don't have a lot enough long-term data what, I, what we do know is that as a rule parents that um, that go against the norm that that highly self-select each other whether they're single fathers for example the children do extremely well with single fathers um, um, uh, better um, if when the single father is married and the mother is um, when I said single fathers I should have said um, <coughs> when fathers bring up children predominantly the children do well as long as they're married and the ch- and the and the and the mother stays connected to the children which mothers almost always do um, in um, but in um, gay uh, families we don't have good long-term data because there haven't been sta- a lot of stable gay families that have raised children um, that have grown up to be adults that we've been able to s- see the pattern of um, and, and where we have had large enough numbers to control for socioeconomic var- variables and other things that might cause uh, a difference however what we do know is that in all populations where there are people who are self-selected like gay parents 
parents are self-selected, they're highly motivated, and so they're usually going to be very focused on their children and very conscious of their parenting. And so there's a good chance that, there w- that, that, that the children will probably have a, uh, a more positive experience because of that, uh, that self-selection and high motivation. That's so interesting. And, uh, you know, the way I tied this into the show today is um, I was doing a show about uh, graduating and um, advice for graduates and what happens after you know school or college or whatever. Um, how does this, and maybe you already kind of hit on it, uh, how does this particular, the boy crisis, uh, affect like graduation rates and success later on in life? Yes, if you have a, if, <clears throat> if you're a graduate, then the chances are fairly good that you're already on your way. Um, if you if you're selecting a partner, um, and I, I'd say here are some things to watch out for. Um, ask yourself, what is my personality? Am I a personality who, when I get married, I want to be? If I'm a guy, I want to be a full-time dad. And if I do want to be a full-time dad, you've got to make sure that if you the woman that you select is a woman who can really respect a full-time father, and because and she would. Uh, maybe have an aspiration to be what she would call a have-it-all woman, a woman who has a, uh, a powerful career uh, but wants to have a good marriage and wants to have children that are well-raised. Well, she can do that, but she can do that only if you as a guy are um, desirous of being what I call a father wor- warrior, um, that is a father who really wants to uh, overcome the barriers of, of, of discrimination that the society has against a full-time father and be involved as a full-time father. You probably read in the, the Boy Crisis book my story with you know my, my John Lennon coming up to me and saying that he joined a men's group that I formed and that um, and that men's group led him to, um, to making a decision to be fully involved with his um, his, his new son Sean and that um, and that led to him taking off um, work for five years um, to be a full-time uh, dad and uh, and that that and I asked him you know was that a good decision for you at this point in time Sean was only two years old and he said it was Warren it was the best decision of my life and so you know very powerful people men with very good careers um, when they do put their time into their children they find it is the most rewarding experience that they've ever had and so the graduate from high school who's a male needs to ask himself that question is that what I want to do does that tap into my personality but if I do if that does um, I there are many women who won't respect me if I don't earn as much money as they do uh, and they won't even marry me or want to have children with me so you've got to select the right woman for that and I sort of talk in the boy crisis book about how to go about selecting the right woman uh, for that. And conversely with a woman, um, you've got to ask yourself the question, you know, if, if I, you know, am I a woman who wants to be home full-time with the children? That's one thing. But if you're a woman who wants to break a glass ceiling and do very well in, in, in your career, um, yet you also want to be married and have children and have, have them raised well, the solution is not to be a, a single mom. That puts a huge amount of stress on you. It, the children um, are far more likely to grow up being disobedient, non-productive, um, uh, having um, talking back, you'll be more likely to feel overwhelmed and stressed and juggled, and you will not have the satisfaction. Chances are, of um, of well-raised children. Now there are mothers, 
single mothers work extremely hard, probably harder than almost any other uh, subpopulation group. Um, and some children of single mothers do very well, but that's the exception rather than the rule, and you're taking a you know a big risk. So there's a lot going on. It's almost like uh, we have we have science and biology, and all these things are uh, are, are competing. Um, you know, and uh, you know, I'm going to leave it there because I have to take a break. Uh, but if these, if everybody wants to um, to get your book or maybe your seminar, how can we contact you or uh, or find these things? Yes, the um, just for the book for the boy crisis book, just go on Amazon. Um, they uh, really have a very good price for it there. Or if you're um, interested in learning more about the couples communication that I was talking about, um, do uh, go on Warren. Farrell.com. It's W A R R E N. Farrell is F is in Frank, A R R E L L. WarrenFarrell.com. Perfect. Well, Dr. Warren Farrell, author of uh, The Boy Crisis, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on today. It's a real pleasure. It's nice to connect with you. No, oh, thanks. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.